welcome to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your friends, Holly and Beck. Thanks for listening as we discover ways to invest in all our relationships using tools such as the Enneagram, love languages and parenting with love and logic. Here we go. Hi, lovers. Hi, Holly. Hi, Beck. Now, a few weeks ago, I don't remember when it was. You might. No, oh, no, not off the top of my head. Sorry. We talked about when we record our 30th episode, yes. we'll make sure we say it's our 30th episode. Well, we forgot. And this is 31, right? Correct. <laughs> yay, 31. <laughs> Woo! Yay, us. And yay, all of you listeners. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for getting us to 31 episodes or at least listening to our 31 episodes. And to all the new listeners who are joining us. True. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Drop us a line or something. Is that what you're supposed to say? Something like I that. I still don't know. <laughs> Someone please tell us what to say or come and, like, produce us or something. <laughs> Not that we're at that level. Anyway. No. So a few, another few weeks ago. Might have been the same. Maybe right, it was. Actually. Anyway, we did an episode on gifts as your primary love language. We did. It was a great episode. We I learned so. so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- today it's your turn and we are going to talk about the love language called acts of service, which is your primary love language. We think. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's we'll talk, talk about, about that later. So love languages, if you don't know what they are, go listen back to previous episodes. But we're talking about love languages. There are five. The primary love language is the one that you hear love the loudest or speak love the loudest in as well. So the five love languages are physical touch, acts of service, giving and receiving gifts, Quality time and words of affirmation. I got them all. Good job. <laughs> I'm looking at you yeah, with like my fingers pointing down. I wasn't going to say words. I was going to say acts again. Uh, <laughs> but today we're talking about acts of service. So acts of service, Beck, you can correct me if I'm wrong because this is how you hear love the loudest. Acts of service as a love language is where you go about your relationships and go about the world in wanting to show love to other people by doing things for them or serving them in some way or helping them. And when you receive that, when someone does something for you, you receive that really loud and it says to you, I really care about you and I really love you and I want to help you. Is that correct? Yeah, that's great. It's you hear love through others' actions. Yes. So when we were talking about gifts, it was through tangible items, mm, mm, tangible mm. things. So it's through actions when it comes to acts of service. Okay. So if I was to do something for you, for example, that you didn't want me to do, what yeah. would that say to you? Mm, I guess that would say either you didn't know me very well mm. or, I mean, we talked about this with your the gifts love language, didn't we? If it was someone, a random stranger, and they, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't think of something I wouldn't want them to do, <laughs> um, they offered me some olives at the supermarket. Mm. I think, oh, that's nice, but I wouldn't take them actually because I don't like olives. But isn't that just like a taste-testing thing? It that's is, not really... right. <laughs> I'm really bad at coming okay. up with scenarios I'll, on the spot. I'll give you a scenario okay, do then it. because, I don't know, I've got more you're good at it. impromptu <laughs> experience maybe anyway what if someone that you didn't know very well so you've just started a new new job yes maybe a new colleague showed up to your doorstep unannounced with a meal for you that you didn't really like I would 
even though I didn't like the meal, that mm. would actually make me feel really mm-hmm. loved. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they went out of their way, mm-hmm. they made a meal so that my husband didn't have to because mm-hmm. he's the one that cooks in our house. Mm-hmm. But um, that's just really thoughtful. Okay. And if it was me yes. and I knew that you had prearranged dinner plans mm-hmm. and that you didn't like olives or really spicy food and I showed up just before you are about to go out, knowing that you're about to go out with a hot, spicy olive meal for you. How would that make you feel? Well, I would feel like that wasn't you because you know me too well to know that. (laughs) But I think it would make me feel really awkward because I would want to be grateful for what the Mm -hmm. action that you'd shown. But it doesn't feel love, right? No, definitely not. It would almost be like a little bit painful because you'd be like, but have I misread Holly or have (laughs) Like has she gone mental? Or, <laughs> that's not very Did politically she, correct. But has you know has she yeah, had some sort okay? of break in her mental health that she's like not able to remember that I don't like yeah. olives or especially when you do know me so well. Yeah, like if it was a friend that I'd known for a couple of months, mm. different story. Mm. Yeah. So in that sense, it's not a. It's like the same with the gifts thing. It's not about the actual item or the actual act of service. It's yes. about being known and seen, totally and cared for. Yeah. Because when someone does something for you or helps you with things that are your responsibility, it helps you feel known and seen and loved yes. and cared for. Totally. I think you just said something that was a really big key. Mm. That is my responsibility. Yes. So. At our house, my husband does all the cooking and... Just wait, let's pause for, okay. just for a second. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I could be wrong. So, you know, everyone can correct me if I am wrong. Yeah. That's not super common. No. In a traditional sense. Stereotypical. And, and it's very stereotypical in a very patriarchal society that we live in and in the culture that we're in at the moment. I mean, it is changing, but it it has been in history. Majority of the work in the home has been to a woman, and thank goodness it's changing. But yes, that is unusual. You're right, it is. So my um, husband's amazing. So probably a lot of people are like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty lucky. Yes, he's that's, great. That's very good. Yeah, but do you know what the funny thing is? What? Even though this is a bit aside from our love language, uh, mm-hmm. love languages episode, but whatever, it's our podcast. <laughs> Even though your husband is amazing and you are very grateful that he does the cooking and that's amazing, isn't it funny that we live in a world where you feel like you have to appreciate that more because it's more because it's less common? Mm, true. And someone who lives in a home where their wife cooks or whatever. Even though I'm sure they're grateful and I'm sure they yes. say my wife's cooking is amazing. It's uh-huh. just, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's like, it's like people who say, oh, you know, I do most of the housework, but my spouse does help a little bit and they are so great at helping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that space alone <laughs> before I make a bad comment <laughs> and get hate Maybe mail. we could do another episode on that. Okay. Anyway, continue yeah. your conversation about. So often, like when we sit down at the dinner table, every night I don't actually feel super loved by the meal that gets presented sure, to me. because it's not your responsibility in the home to Correct. do the cooking. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. But <clears throat> in saying that, there has been times when we, recent example, we moved house mm. and you, Holly, bought us a meal on mm-hmm. the night that we moved. Mm-hmm. And 
even though it wasn't my responsibility to cook, mm-hmm. I did feel a level of responsibility to feed our workers that had come and helped oh, for the day. Yes, yep. And the fact that you made a meal and you sent me a message to say, how many people are, am I going to need to make a meal mm-hmm. for? So you you took away that or mm. helped share that responsibility. And so um, what that would you have just... done if I hadn't have asked you how many people that were there to need feeding okay. and I just brought it for four? Well, <laughs> the six in me oh, had yes. already thought about that. Oh, my gosh. So you pre-planned. <laughs> so, yeah. for... When you had offered to bring me a meal mm. on that night, I nearly said, no, don't worry about it. We'll probably just buy pizza mm-hmm. because we'll have lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm, Holly's trying to, like, help me here. I should let her help. Because... Just for our listeners' yeah. knowledge, I couldn't be there physically to lift things because I have a back injury. But my yeah. husband was lifting he stuff. Was, and he was day. amazing. And, but I still wanted to help. Yes. And so I had thought in my mind, I went to, I'll say no. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say yes. And whatever Holly brings, either if it's not enough food for everyone, I can add something to it or I can put that meal away for mm-hmm. the next day and we'll get pizza nice so that's what I'd worked out so the fact then that you had I think it was on that day or Mm. the day before I can't remember you're like okay so how many people am I Mm -hmm. going to need to feed I was like oh like you (laughs) you already loved me by offering to help cook the meal but then the fact that you were aware of of the full responsibility I had not just feeding my the four of us as a family was like a big deal well I kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole but we're talking about responsibility if something is my responsibility mm-hmm. and someone helps share that, mm. that is an act of service. Yeah, great. But if it's not necessarily my responsibility, it doesn't have the same level of loudness yes. when it comes to yeah, showing love. Okay. So I think I read something a bit before where it would talked about it needs to exceed expectations. So yes. if there's sort of this normality Mm-hmm. that these are the roles that people play or these are the things that, you know, people in the house would do. An act of service is anything that goes above and beyond that, mm, not just cool. your normal contribution mm-hmm. in the family home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Mm. I like that. Yeah, me too. So what are your responsibilities within your home? Well, this is going to make me look a little bit bad and also make no. my husband look really great because he does <laughs> so much. <laughs> He, he does most of the cooking and he does our washing. We kind of all pitch in and so, do cleaning generally. Well, I'll tell you what you do then. Yeah, tell me what I do. I do I do have a job. Yes, you contribute very heavily financially I to do. that <laughs> system happening. Um, no, what I was going to say is you take care of the finances. Because that's true. That's your profession. You're yes. an accountant, right? Yep. And so that is something that even though Joel would do if he had to do, yep. um, it's easier for you to do yes, right definitely. and so it just falls to you it's it your does. responsibility yeah. and if he was to say to me um hey honey how are our finances going do we need to sit down and have a conversation about it mm-hmm. oh my gosh I would like have heart eyes in that moment really because it's about helping to carry the responsibility okay and so where that is my responsibility, although mm-hmm. we'll make decisions together, all that kind of stuff. But often it's me initiating that yes. conversation to say, hey, let's have this conversation. Right. But if he was to initiate that conversation, oh, my gosh, he mm-hmm. might get lucky that night. <laughs> See, I'm going to tell him to listen to this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So what it, what would happen, 
I've never asked you this before, but if Joel secretly went and studied accounting yeah. and became like a CFO, is that what they're called? Yeah, yep. <laughs> Which is like at the moment higher than what you are, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yep. And so he was like real good, uh-huh. like real good at like finance stuff. Yeah. And it was like, honey, you've been carrying this burden for so long. I just wanted to let you know I've gone and done my, you know, study whatever whatever you call it an mba probably something like that um and i'm gonna now take care of the finances so you don't have to worry about it or think about it how would that like tell me about that okay mixed mixed feelings (laughs) as you're talking i was like oh my gosh that would be so dreamy because imagine the conversations we could have Mm. imagine how we could plan things and dream about things and then I was a little bit like oh but I don't want to totally let go of it <laughs> like let's just share it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so funny yeah just back to what you said about if Joel was to come and ask you do we need to sit down and talk about our finances yes whilst he, that's not him doing it for you or something it is still helping right yes definitely it really is about shouldering the burden like sharing helping to carry the weight of whatever mm-hmm. it is that so I might be doing. not always about doing it for you or doing it instead of you. Definitely not. Okay. Especially in my um, situation, I'm not sure what it's like for others with mm-hmm. acts of service. And this is where before we said maybe this isn't my <laughs> love language, maybe my love language is time mm-hmm. because for me it's about having like doing things with me. Mm-hmm. So the grocery shopping, for example, used to be my responsibility. I would mm-hmm. write out the menu, write out a shopping list, go do the shopping. Mm-hmm. And in our just our life over the last few years, it has become Joel's just kind of picked it up and does it and he mm-hmm. does the whole whole shopping. But I actually I don't feel loved by that. But if he had said to me, like if it was my job and mm-hmm. he'd said to me, Can I come and help you with it? Ah, oh, that would be amazing. Wow. So even the fact that he, like sometimes I get a little bit frustrated that he does it on his own because I'd like to do it. But mm-hmm. he's like, no, I've got it, honey. But it, it doesn't do the same thing if okay. he just takes the whole thing away compared to if he comes alongside me and says, let's do it together. So I wonder if like for you, um, your secondary love language, which you've always said to me is quality time, if you are wanting to do them both at the same time or if you're trying to say that you are using the offer of help as a a thing to satisfy your love of quality time potentially yeah I'm not 100% sure I feel like there's a little bit more digging to do it's tricky isn't it because my love language is gifts but when I see you or we hang out it's not like I can spend the whole time giving you a gift every moment Yes, that's true. <laughs> or me, give you a gift every no. moment. Or even every time I see you. No. Or as much would as be I annoying. think Please about it. <laughs> I would just feel like mm. a bit like ugh. suffocated. <laughs> Not suffocated. I don't know if that's right. It would just feel like a bit like overkill. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I get it. It makes sense. Um, so we've been talking about acts of service as a love language and in talk in in talking about it, we were talking about children and how to help your children whose love language is acts of service and differentiating that between your child having that as their love language and not and and helping them to be independent. Yes, it's such a tricky balance. It is a tricky balance because as parents, obviously you're always trying to instill into your children 
that you know they can do it and they're growing up and you yeah, know, it's you time can for do them hard to, things. Yeah, it's time for them to try this, that, or the other thing. And so that is a great thing to want to foster and encourage and continue to do. But at the same time, you don't want to do it so over the top that you never allow for that helping thing. And I yes. think a good distinction is what you said before about it's about helping and helping to shoulder the responsibility rather than doing it for them. Yes. So if if you're going about your relationship with your child and they're wanting you to help but it actually ends up you just doing it for them, that might not be, mm. that might not show that it's their love language. I mean, there's tests online that you can do and stuff with your kids. So go to the website. We'll put links for um, the, love, the love languages stuff in our show notes. But if you're trying to discover what your child's love language is and they're constantly asking you to do something for them, it doesn't mean that it is acts of service, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be a bunch of things. It yep. could be that that's their love language. Yep. Could be time is their love language and they just want to do something with you. And they've learnt to go the way that I can get mum or dad near me is mm. ask them to do something for me. Yeah. It could be that they're lazy. <laughs> so, you know, or it could just be that they see you as their um, servant. Yes. It could be. That they just like having you around. Totally. <laughs> because you're a I great think parent. If acts of service was their language love language and they're a little bit older, I mm. think they'd be quite possibly um, visibly grateful when you do things for them. So it, it doesn't necessarily have to be chores. It yeah, could so be true. that you've driven them somewhere yes. or you've organized for them to have a play date with another child mm. or whatever. Like they'll be so grateful for the act that you have done. Yeah, I think one of my kids, I think her love language is acts of service and it's not ever that she wants me to do it for her mm. and then her be absent and it's not necessarily, I don't think it's a top quality time thing. I think it's that she feels loved and valued when I help her do, some, do yes. something, whether that be, mum, can you help me wash my hair? Yeah. And it's not that she can't do it herself. Yes. And it's not that she just wants me to stand there and watch her while she's <laughs> in the shower. She's young. She's 10. Because so she can, she's clearly capable. capable. But she just feels like yeah. I'm shouldering a responsibility with her that she needs to get done. And that's helpful for her. Yeah. So I think it is a fine balance. But I think we said it in another episode as well. But you can actually ask your kids. Mm. Do you feel like I love you? Or tell me what it feels like when you feel the most loved. And depending on what they say, we'll show you and give you a gauge for what it is they might like. And also depending on their age. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some kids might say, I love playing with you. Yes. Or if they're older, they might say, I love going out with you somewhere or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some kids might say, I love it when you buy me a lollipop. Or when they're older, they might say, I love when you bring me my favourite, you know, hot drink. Home. Yeah. Or I love it when you tell me you love me mm. or when you tell me how well I did at mm. my school report. Or I love when you give me a hug or when you hold my hand and while we walk into the park or something, yeah. you know. So you can ask your kids that and depending on what their response is, you know, it might give you a guide for their love language. I think acts of service one so my husband 
is acts of service as his secondary love language and something that he that would really speak loudly to him I know is so we've got like over the years we've developed like a natural division of chores in the home after having you know a big family um I was the primary caregiver when they were really young and um he was working and so just by extension of that I was doing a lot of the in-home chores but over the years as we had more kids and it got more busier in the home and then I started to work outside the home as well things had to shift just naturally yes and so one of the things that I did probably for maybe five minutes when we first got married which we do talk about in another episode called ironing is a daddy job um I don't iron (laughs) but I did for five minutes when we first got married but if I was to go and iron his shirts um he would love that yes because he would normally do that because he would normally do that and it's his responsibility and in saying that if he was he was ironing it in the moment and I went to him and said can I help with that can I finish that for you because that would release him to do something else he would I reckon he would just you should try it and tell us what happens. Okay. <laughs> He's probably not ironing many shirts at the moment, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not. That's okay. Yeah, so I think access service is one that might be uh, easy to identify when people are asking for help. Yes. And if it's if it's with your spouse, test it out. If, you mm. don't, if, ne- if you've never experienced love languages before or you don't know what your spouse's love language is, pick one per week and just test it out yeah. and just see what the response is. Don't tell them you're doing it. Like yeah. make it a secret and then um, email us at I love you too much to argue at gmail.com and let us know what happened. Yeah. So do a, like a five-week challenge. I'm just making this up on the spot, but please do it. <laughs> do a five-week challenge and okay. in the first week just continue to give words of affirmation to your spouse or your child yep or your best friend whoever mm-hmm. everyone in your household <laughs> <laughs> continue to do it every time you speak to them have it in the forefront of your mind that you're going to give them a word of affirmation about themselves and then the following week do acts of service yeah ask to help them with tasks continue to offer help go out of your way to see something that they would normally do and then do it for them. Yes. And if you don't, if you can't think of ideas, actually just catch them doing something yeah. and offer to help in the moment. And then the third one, give them little gifts. And I know that we've talked about this before in the episode about gifts. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's It can be, you know, making a coffee for them, which is not an act of service. <laughs> it's not an act of service. It's a gift because you're giving them something they like if they like coffee. Don't make them a coffee no. if they don't like coffee. <laughs> Doing little things like that for them and giving them little gifts, giving them little um, trinkets. It can even be a note. So yeah. some people would think oh, a note must be a word of affirmation, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't it have can to. Be. Yeah, can it can be. It can be. It can also be a gift. It can also be a yeah. gift. And physical touch, give them more hugs, kisses, hold their hands, stroke them as you walk past, play with their hair, those sorts of things. Yes. I don't know if that's five weeks yet. Do No, we're up to four. So we did, um, what was the first one? Words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, physical touch. Quality time. Spend more time with them. Yeah, put your phone down when you're with yeah. them. I'm so bad at that. Put your phone Forget down, them. like engage with them. Um, get your teenagers out of their bedrooms when they're playing games or join <laughs> in and play games with them yeah join in and play games yeah. with them ask ask how to use twitch and sign up and watch them play <laughs> their games or whatever 
or go for a walk. I mean, in Melbourne at the moment, it's autumn and the weather is pretty good at the moment. Yeah. Go for a walk, spend time together, go for a picnic. And then at the end of the five weeks, notice during the five weeks, notice how the person that you're showing love to responds yeah. to each of the things that you do. And write it down yeah. so that you can look back over the five weeks and go, oh, during this week I noticed that they were more engaged or they responded really well to A, B, C, D, yeah. E, F, G. We should do it as well. Yeah, we will. We'll okay. do it and then we'll do an episode about what happened. Okay. Well, we'll when will we start? <laughs> Today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> week one. Week one. <laughs> it sounds good. Okay, let's do that. It's our love language challenge. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> feel like Maybe we need... we'll have to give updates as yeah. we go along. Okay, I feel like we need a special interlude challenge about our challenge. Okay. Interlude music about our challenge. Anyway. That's probably copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye, lovers. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head to your favourite podcast platform to rate, review and subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram at I Love You Too Much To Argue podcast. Find us on Facebook or email us at I Love You Too Much To Argue at gmail.com. Thanks, lovers.